Hi, and welcome to Old Enough for Fairy Tales. My name is Anna. And I'm Kirsten. And this week, I was curled up on my kitchen floor because of dinosaurs. <laughs> so I'm reading Jurassic Park, and I'm I'm listening to it, actually, and... There is a there is a scary part, and I haven't watched the movies, so I don't know what happens. And there's a, a scary enough part that I was clinging to my kitchen counter, just curled up in a ball, terrified. It was pretty scary. <laughs> like, well, wait, what was happening in the part? Oh, it was pretty gory. It oh. was from the perspective of a person being <laughs> attacked by a dinosaur. Oh, okay, okay. And I was just trying to see well. if it was like in the movie. I was like. Because like, there's some parts know. like that in the movie. I don't know. We'll see. I've heard that the book is more violent than the movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the movies, yeah, are probably that violent. I mean, they're definitely got the jump scares and stuff, but. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it's like shadow play and all that. It's been, so. it's been a ride. I was definitely not emotionally prepared when I started the book I just thought it would be you know more scientific but it's very scary so this is our new podcast old enough for fairy tales and we will be talking about the books that we've read recently we'll be talking about some deeper discussions into book topics and we will be recommending some books based on a new prompt every time so Anna Would you like to start with a book that you've read recently? Yes. So I was up for Christmas with my family um, in in Michigan, and we were on our way home, and I started reading this book by a friend of mine named Amber Kirkpatrick, and she sent it to me, and she had told me she wasn't sure I was going to like it because it's third-person, omnipresent perspective. So it's like you're reading a chapter, and it's going from like person to person, like what they're thinking, and that's a little jarring at first. But when I tell you this book was like my childhood stylistically, like fantasy, brothers, adventure, Ooh. found family. And it's like, a, it, I'd almost describe it as like a dystopian fantasy. So it's like, Ooh. like very, very distant future America where there's like now kings and queens and wars now, but it's like still America, like. They talk about like the past and like the great, the great destruction or something like that. And it, oh my gosh, it was so good. Like it, like it, she explains like in the beginning, like there was this family, and they got split up by these like raider people. And so there was a mom and two boys that were like down in the south, and then the dad was up in the north with the other two boys, and they all got separated, and then they ended up being reunited later. And it was so good and. Oh, so, it just it follows the it follows the youngest boy and kind of like his growing up. I have a question. Yes. So is the found family the actual family? Or I mean, yes, but also you find out like one of the boys is actually like a cousin who lives with his uncle. Like they grew up together, okay. but he's not and they he considers the three like the dad's three logical biological brothers his brothers. Okay. So they just all kind of grew up together, but he's a lot older than them. It's so good. But there was a part, I was reading it on New Year's Eve and I had to stop because she did something to a character (laughs) and I legit was so mad and I angry texted her and I was like, what the heck, Amber? And then I couldn't read it the rest of the night. I was like, I just can't. I can't. 
<laughs> so I binge read it on New Year's Day and I finished it and it was so good. I think so I technically that... read it at the end of 2022 into 2023, but it comes out this spring and everyone should read it because it's so good. What's the title? It's called Until the Rising. Okay. And you should follow Amber on Instagram because she's really cool. Okay. I think that if I sat and just watched you read any book for long enough, I would just eventually at some point see steam coming out of your ears. No <laughs> matter so what book. I was excited. And I was like, yeah, I can't really say like what happened in the book because there's a, it's a major spoiler. But like I was legit like I have not cr- like I say like, oh, I cried over this book. Like inside I'm crying, but like externally I'm fine. I legit had tears over this book. Like I was like happy tears, sad tears, wow. all the tears were were falling. Wow. So when I say she's a phenomenal writer, and then she has one coming out with my publisher in November that is like a sci-fi, uh, just not dystopian, sci-fi, uh, like superhero type story. Okay, it's very good as wow. well. Wow, it, it's the same writing style, like uh, third person, omnipresent point of view, but like, like only between like two or three people so it's not as like this one had like a cast the size of a small state so it's a lot to keep track of <laughs> <laughs> and like it does take you away well then you figure it out and then it's not okay it's not so bad that's but like the beginning you're like wait how are they all related that's yeah. definitely going on my list good because it's i could just go on about it forever i think she liked it <laughs> just a little bit i'm like i can't wait to hold it so Aww. i'm very excited for her because it's very good well, my first book, um, I also read in 2022, technically, but <laughs> it was the end, the last, you know, the last... Last hurrah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this book is When the Day Comes. It's by Gabrielle Meyer. And Okay, I feel like I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's it came out this year. I mean, last year, I believe. So it's pretty recent. And there's a sequel coming out in 2023 which I'm really excited about because when this book started out I was feeling kind of it was fine but by the end of it I was distraught and so vocal in a good way and you know in all of the ways all of the the good way where you yell at the author and be like what the heck I will I do have to brag a little I did guess the final twist but I know I was so proud of myself (laughs) um but so this book follows um, a girl who lives in two different time periods and she spends every other day in a different time period. So one of her oh, time wow. periods, yeah, one of her time periods is 1765, I believe, somewhere in there. And it's right as the American Revolution is revving up. And okay. then her other time period is the 1920s or 30s, one of those. So very different eras and yes, <laughs> yeah, and it's fascinating. And her mom was also, you know, a time traveler. But the cinch is that when you turn 21, you have to choose one life and then you oh, only goodness. live in that time period for the rest of your life. And her 21st birthday is coming up. So she has to make a choice and she thinks she knows exactly where she wants to live. So it has really good characters and a lot of drama, but I will say that I really loved this main character. She was 
she had a lot of struggle, but I never felt like, you know, taking her by the shoulders and shaking her. She never annoyed mm. me. And this book is also a Christian book, but it's not tacky or cheesy. It doesn't feel forced. It's so natural. And I actually it's- felt like I was learning and thinking about things. It was so good. I think is that the cover with the the two girls like this? Yes. Okay, I have it upside down. I have it on my like to read list. I got it oh, from my so church good. library because another friend said it was a really good book. It's and so, so good. She's like you should get it. I'm so, so excited for the sequel. I cannot wait. It's oh phenomenal. okay. I might have to go pull it out of the church library and <laughs> highly <laughs> read <it>. recommend. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. it's very good. It takes a lot of twists and turns and. Yeah, it really makes you think. So what is your That's next awesome. book? Yeah. Uh, so the one I'm currently reading, because I, after Until the Rising, I was in a terrible reading slump, and I'm like, nothing is going to be the book I just finished, so why bother reading? Because, and then also work in school started back up. So, um, but I'm reading, what is it called? The King's Captive, I think is the title, by K.M. Shea, and it is a urban, yes, The King's Captive. Um, and it is a, um, so KM Shea has a collection of series. So she has three complete three book series. And then this is a duology, but it's in this, um, town called Magiford, um, in the Midwest and they have, uh, supernatural, uh, supernaturals that live there and they like live with humans and humans know they exist and so there's wizards and vampires whereas the first series second series was the fae i'm intrigued um multiple courts and the half human fae who becomes the queen of the night court and she's like i don't want this and they're like well you gotta and then the (laughs) third one was werewolves um and so those are the three that are complete and then this one is a human who has magical powers and she's the only of her one of her kind and she doesn't so she's like very much attacked by the other supernaturals because she's like alone and no one knows why she has magic just like she's human but she can turn into a cat like really fast and so no <laughs> one's not expecting it's really that. random it's really <laughs> random and no like everyone's oh like, and by the way she's a cat <laughs> yeah she just turned into a cat well so she's turned into a cat and the sealy like court is like chasing her so like they, they capture her and then they go meet with this super powerful uh supernatural and he's like i'm gonna take the cat as my pet because you're just like beating up on her so now she's stuck and this this supernatural is actually an elf who everyone says the elves are dead but he has this whole court hidden in the yeah anyways so she's stuck in this like um as a cat in this elf like realm and has to try to get out and that's what i'm reading right now this world sounds so regal and magical and she just she's a cat <laughs> she's just a cat <laughs> yeah that's funny i just i love km shay's characters because they're like sassy like female leads and like really amazing like guys and like the the first one was actually with the vampires and the wizards was actually the first one i read of hers i think ever and i read it the beginning of 2020 or listened to it i listened to the audiobook and I was like, kind of like, because vampires can get a little, eh, but like, she did it in such a way that they weren't creepy and they weren't, they're not like steamy by any means, but they're like, really like when they finally kiss, you're like, yes, <laughs> like type of uh, books, which I like. Um, and yeah, it's just like, cause like, yeah, like I said, the vampire could have gotten a little in eh, and it mm-hmm. wasn't in. 
I appreciate that. So, and wow. so now this is the first and the second one comes out January 16th, I think. So I was kind of holding off to like actually finish it. Cause I'm like, I don't want to have to wait. Oh, that's the worst. For the next book. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I'll start a book and I won't, you know, do my research and then I finish it and I'm like, okay, I'm dying. Let me get the sequel. <laughs> and then I didn't do my research. So I didn't know that it doesn't come out for another, you know, 10 months or something. Agony. <laughs> All right. My next book. I read this actually this year was The Bookshop by Penelope Fitzgerald. This is a very short book. I think it's less than 200 pages. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's about a woman and her husband has died a while ago, actually. And she moves to this quaint little town and she decides that she wants to open a bookshop there. And from what I remember from the introduction, this town actually exists and it's very sweet and quaint, but the author actually made it more kind of dark and dismal and oh. yeah, but I really enjoyed this book. So she tries to open this bookshop and she's met with all of this resistance and everyone in the town on the surface seems to support her. But they end up putting up these obstacles in her way. So, you know, someone will come up to her and say, like, oh, I think it's great that you're starting a bookstore. But, you know, I think you should try to use this building instead because I wanted to use the building that you're applying for for something else. But they'll say it in a very, you know, huh. surface level way. So she's met with all this resistance, but she has a few allies that are on her side. And she makes a friend, this girl, I think she's 10 years old who ends up helping her at the bookshop. She becomes her little assistant. And Aww. so their their relationship is really interesting because the main character, she is very, um, she's tender and she's, you know, sweet and she's mm. more emotionally driven. But this little girl is very abrupt and blunt and will just say <laughs> things, you know, exactly how she thinks them. So Sounds like they're, yeah, but as... <laughs> But as they, as the plot develops and as they go through stuff together, the author remarks upon how the main character is making this little girl softer and the little girl Aww. is making the main character tougher in a good way. So they're affecting each other, even as they're kind of clashing once in a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was sweet. I will say that if you want a happy ending, this is probably not the book for you. I'll pass. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not the book for Anna, but no, I like happily ever after both yeah. reading and writing. So if it's but going it's... to be depressing, I'm yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> say it's depressing. I would say the end is a little bit frustrating, but it it is thought provoking. I understand why it ended the way it does, but I also really enjoy thought provoking literature and some darker mm -hmm. fiction. So, you know, if it has a point, if it is making a point. So, yeah. I would say this is a good book for it's, you know, kind of like modern adult literature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's beautiful. It's honestly beautiful. I annotated it and I loved it. Aww. So yeah. are you reading the Wonderland trials right now? 
I am reading the Wonderland Trials right now. I'm just curious about what your what, you, what your thoughts are. So yeah, I really like that one. I was gonna bring this up, and I think it's kind of cool because I'm a I'm a puzzler. I like to do puzzles, and I'm I actually got a puzzle for Christmas for my parents. That's an Alice in Wonderland puzzle. That's like oh, cool. Alice and the Cheshire Cat. And I started it right before I started the Wonderland Trials, not on purpose at all. <laughs> so Alice is just everywhere. <laughs> But I'm about halfway through the Wonderland Trials already, and I love it. Yay! It's, I hoped yeah. you would because I'd heard I heard some people who really like Alice in Wonderland because I know you like Alice in Wonderland. Oh my goodness! Um, as like so like much. the classic, uh, and I I don't, but I loved the Wonderland Trials, so I was like, I'm gonna get it for you for Christmas, and I'm like, I really you. hope she likes it because I feel Anna, like Anna gives the best gifts. <laughs> I just books. get the books I want her to read that she hasn't bought yet. Like, and hey, read so this good. book. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so good. I love Alice in Wonderland retellings and a lot of fairy tale, a lot of less fairy tale retellings and more children's classic retellings. Mm-hmm. So Alice in, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland is one of my favorite childhood classics of all time. And retellings are amazing. And this one, I really appreciate how many twists and how... It's a. It's not even trying to stay true to some of the story, mm-hmm. but it's still staying true to the spirit of the story because I think that's more important than keeping you know some of the same basic elements. You know, mm-hmm. just to stay yeah. true to the spirit of it and to stay true to the heart of the story. So I'm loving it. I cannot wait to see what happens. I won't. You're spoil gonna it. kill me for the like. The oh, ending probably. is such a cliffhanger. Oh, book don't two... tell me that. <laughs> no, I'm, well, I mean, book two comes out later this year. It comes out like fallish. Oh, I think, that's because I had so to push the date away. back. I know, but uh, I mean, I had to. I read it last April, so oh, that's worse because it was yeah tax season, and I picked it because I had a. Advance reader copy and so i picked it up while i was trying to do my taxes because i was going to cry that day what a so. great way to you might as well read the one so the opening page the opening page has her listening to a podcast and mm-hmm. maddie is american and 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 alice is like the narrator so i was going back and forth between the british accent and then like an american voice oh, and was being did maddie. you wait so did you listen to the wonderland trials listen, no no i read it's not an no. audiobook is it it, it they do have an audiobook for it. Oh wow. No. Yeah. And I have it on my phone. But I no, I read it. I got um I was on the street the Yeah, street team for Enclave. And so I got a like physical early arc of the Wonderland Trials. Um Amazing. last year. For it's beautiful. Christmas. The hardcover underneath it, I mean the dust cover is beautiful, but I love the design on the on you know, I always tear those dust covers off gently. And I just <laughs> so they don't I love get holding those books. Yes, yes, gently, kindly. We treat our books well here. <laughs> but we also annotate and oh yeah. We don't judge you if you dog ear. Anna will judge you if you dog ear books. I will judge but... you if you dog ear. I, I highlight my <laughs> books. I highlighted I had the inheritance games and the Hawthorne Legacy. I got them. I bought them this year because I was they're actually really good. Anyways, and um I highlighted the heck out of those because there's so many great lines in those books. <laughs> And then I, I gave. The... I don't. I don't highlight, but I do. I do underline. Well, yeah, under so. underline, and I. But I did like okay. color coordinating, so I used green for Ooh. the inheritance games and blue for Hawthorne Legacy. But then I gave those copies because they're paperback, and the third one I bought in hardcover. So I, of course, I have to buy the hardcover so they're all matching. Well, obviously. And I gave the paperbacks to my future sister-in-law, so she got to read them with my highlighting Aww. and notes and like what I thought about different. That's so parts. sweet. So. Sometimes I'll lend a book out to someone and then 
Like this happened with my mom this year. I gave a book to her that I thought she would like and she read it and she did like it. And then she handed it back to me and she was like, I really enjoyed reading all of your notes because I felt like I was reading it with you, which was really Mm -hmm. sweet. But I did not. I had totally forgotten that I had written it in it when I gave it to her. So I was trying to think back, like, what did I write in that book? (laughs) My mom read. (laughs) I I hope hope it wasn't anything bad. Yeah. (laughs) I hope it was all like really thought provoking and interesting. And well, my mom read the inheritance games too. Because I read them. I'm like, I think you might actually like these. I'm like, there's there is a little language in it and there's like a little bit of content that I didn't appreciate, but like whatever. And so she she actually really liked them. That's great. So awesome. it, it did have all my highlights and notes. And yeah. like, there was a whole chapter. I'm like, if I could just highlight this entire chapter, <laughs> I would because it was hilarious. So recommend those two for like, I mean, th- like I said, there is some language. So if that's not your thing, I always put a disclaimer on there because yeah. you won't like it. But I, I, it's like Knives Out, but like Ooh, YA. Okay. Vibe. That has been on my list for a very, very long time. I think since it first came out. So I really need to get my hands on that. No, 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 no. The no. Inheritance Games. Yeah, the book to yeah. read. I have it's seen that. It's really good. I haven't good. seen the sequel yet, though. I totally would watch. I need to, yeah, I need, Andrew went and saw it in theaters, so, my did brother. Like it? Yes. <laughs> he said it wasn't as good as the original, but okay. he did enjoy it. Well, what it. can be? <laughs> I know, I know. You can't top, I mean, for Murder Mysteries, Knives Out was a phenomenal movie. It was awesome. It was awesome. All right. Okay, so now what are we segueing into? We are segueing into our bookish discussion of the episode. And today we are talking about how reading has changed the way that we think. So, um, yeah, one of the biggest things that came to mind when I, I thought of this topic was um, I did a thesis for my bachelor's degree on children's books and the children's publishing industry. And one of the many things that I studied in that process was how children develop empathy through the studying of books. Mm. And it started me thinking about that and about how being a reader in my life, especially when I'm reading books that, you know, have really good content that really make me think, that really make me kind of reflect on myself and on my life. When I'm reading a really good book, it helps me see from different points of view and it helps me recognize that there's so much more depth and complexity to every person that you know and it's so easy to you know judge a person or label a person or just kind of subconsciously think about a person in one specific way but reading books kind of shows you hey this person that you thought was one way actually has all of this complex complexity behind mm. them, which is even true in the Wonderland Trials. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty quickly, there's one specific character who you find out is a lot more complex and complicated than you thought at the beginning. And so, yeah, actually, multiple my... characters in that book are like yeah. that. You're like, wait, there's layers to you. <laughs> yes, there's layers. And so, during my study of this thesis, I I loved studying about how reading is so important for children because. That is one of the first times children ever get the opportunity to see the world from someone else's point of view, Mm. because that's not always something that, you know, kids really get to do or think to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until or parents even or teachers even think to introduce outside of a book. So through reading, they, they see through people who are not like them and through minds that are not like theirs and 
you know, that's pretty telling of our our podcast title, even that we are old enough for fairy tales <laughs> that we we should read, you know, with with childish perspectives and mm-hmm. be influenced by books. So yeah, that has definitely been the a very big way that reading has changed the way that I think. Yeah, I think oh, I don't know. I feel like it's like helped me to like make friends, I guess, because like reading, mm-hmm. I've done it forever. And then having like the ability to sit down and talk to like, well, what did you think about this book? And like seeing different like you two people can read the same book and come away with like totally different like opinions on the book. Like I've seen that even with my circle of reading friends now, like I'll have a book I love and I'll be like, hey, you should read this. Like, well, you and me have done that. Like, hey, you should read this. And I'm like, this is not this. I I don't like this book. Like I've tried and I'm like, I don't like this or like vice versa. Yeah. Like you're like, yeah, this is not for me. Yeah. Um, I have a friend on uh, Bookstagram who like I, I laugh at us because we're like on opposite ends of the spectrum of what we like to read. But there's like a, a little overlap. So we're always recommending books to each other. But we're like, <gasps> yes. yeah, like I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that. But like there's just enough overlap that we have, have a couple books that are spot. very yeah, that we like. And so it's just really yeah. funny to, to to be able to see like, okay, we have differing perspectives and we can read like the same book and have totally different views on like what we liked and didn't like. And like, it doesn't mean mm. it's a bad book by any means. It just means like it wasn't the right book for that person. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, think I don't know that... if that makes any sense. but <laughs> No, that does make sense. And I think that we almost become like very personal librarians for every other reader that we know, you know, as long as you have mm-hmm. an open rapport with them that you can recommend them books and they can recommend you books. We, you know, kind of see through this lens of, okay, I have all of these readers in my mind, people I know, people who I recommend books to who would like this and yes, why would yes. they like it? And it gives us insight into the friendship and into them. And it makes us think about each other in ways that we never would have thought about each other Mm -hmm. if we hadn't been reading that book so it's also really fun having like authors for friends because then you read Mm. their book and you're seeing like their worldview and their perspective in their book yeah and that's really cool too absolutely then it's also really bad if you don't like the book, but yeah, I haven't had that happen yet. So I've, I've had that happen. Oh no, <laughs> not with awful. you. Okay, good. <laughs> every book from you. <laughs> I'm just like I. I mean, there's been ones that haven't been like my favorite favorite. Like yeah, I'm not going to like annoy everyone on social media for the next right? six months about this book. But um, they're they're just some that are not. They don't hit quite. Yes. And don't linger as long as some other ones. I do so. have to say, just in case any of my, you know, friends or family are listening, <laughs> that I am not talking about a book from someone I know personally. I've had, okay. you know, author, you know, acquaintances. Yeah. yeah. We're like, hey, can you read this? And yeah. You're like, yeah. <laughs> and then you regret it. I don't it. know what I would do if a friend never wrote something that I truly thought no. was horrible. Yes. I don't know because I'm such That's a people never pleaser to too. Me. So it's like, I don't want to upset say? you, but like this needs some work. <laughs> oh my goodness. I know. What do you say? That would be yeah. hard. Okay. No, not happened. I have some amazingly talented writer friends. So, Ditto. and you're one of them. So, yeah. Aww. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> Eventually, in this podcast, we will talk more about writing and give little writing updates. But yeah, that is to come. Something to look forward to. And it's not this day because I have not written in a very long time. So, 
<laughs> well, that's not true. I wrote last Monday, but oh my goodness. Well, I wrote a few hours ago, but before that, it was like a week. So, yeah, it's a little spotty. Well, right now. it's it's weird too. Like working, like like I said, working full time and doing like mm-hmm. schoolwork online, like college classes and stuff. Yeah, but like Monday and Tuesday were right before all of that started back up, and I, I wrote sixteen thousand words <gasps> in two days. Stop. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, who am I? Because I like I legit had not written anything since August. Like I wrote one flash fiction piece and then I hadn't written anything. What? And then it you... just it just like well, <laughs> all over the computer screen. And I haven't written anything <laughs> since Tuesday. So, you know. That's amazing. That's incredible. Wow. I cannot. I don't think I could do that. I don't know how I did it. I think I'm more like, of a marathoner. You're more of a sprinter. I, I sprint. I admire you. Well, last, yeah, last, so 2021, right before Christmas is when I wrote my book that's coming out now. I mean, the bones of it, because it doubled in size since oh, then. Yeah. But yeah, um, it just, it, it, it like is there and it won't go away. It's like a movie. And if it doesn't come out, I'm going to go insane. So we wouldn't want that. We don't want that. No, I'm insane no. enough as it is. So. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so yeah, Anna and I are both, you know, full-time workers and both of our jobs don't really have anything to do with books or the publishing industry or anything like that. So Not reading currently. and writing, no, yeah, maybe eventually. <laughs> but reading and writing is, you know, consumes a lot of time outside of, you know, that 40 hours a week. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's... you know, social lives and family oh, lives. What are those? And... <laughs> you know, food. <laughs> like that's all that's all needed in there too. Yeah. There's only so many hours in a day, unfortunately. They're not long enough. I wish they were longer sometimes. Like, can we have like 36 um, hour days or something? I think I love my sleep too much for that. I do. I do. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. So the third segment of our book podcast is some book recommendations for us. So because our podcast is old enough for fairy tales, we're going to talk about some of our favorite children's classics and middle grades that we have read in our childhood or in our adulthood that we recommend to you know maybe take you back or make you feel nostalgic and remind you that you're not too old for fairy tales i mean i think the obvious first one is the chronicles of narnia of course because i mean that's where that quote came from is it in that series it or is, is it in just... so it is in the dedication to the lion the witch and the wardrobe oh. C.S. Lewis dedicated it. Actually, it's over here somewhere. Hold on. He dedicated it to his uh, goddaughter, Lucy, which is what Lucy was named after. Oh. And, um, yeah, where is it? I would love to reread it. Yeah, those right books. here. But someday you will be old enough to start reading fairy tales again. That is so sweet. I, that's so true. I think you do oh. go through a stage of feeling too old to, you know, read or watch i was even talking with a friend of mine about how (laughs) sometimes you go through a stage when you're you know a teenager where you feel too old to watch cartoons or Mm -hmm. you know animated movies and you get older and you're like of course i want to watch that give me all of the warm and fuzzies (laughs) it is some ferb and ultimate spider-man and yeah so let's let's throw out a few recommendations obviously we've talked about alice's adventures in wonderland that is Mm -hmm. A must. I would say Peter Pan takes me back. 
See, I, special story. Is, is it horrible? I have never read either of those classics. That's like a I don't horrible. know. I struggle with like the classic classics. Like, well, here's the thing: those two are so short. They're so short, so 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 short, and <laughs> they don't feel like like they are by no means. You know, you don't have to tromp through them. They're not slow or mm. hard to read. They're so easy to read, and they just delight you. They're just delightful. And they're so different from their movies. <laughs> I I will say I think that's why I don't like Alice in Wonderland. Oh. I think I saw the movie at an age that it freaked me out. Rightly so. Because the Disney movie is a little it's a little weird. It's not my favorite. Same thing with Snow White. That one, that <gasps> Disney movie with the tr- like the evil trees or whatever oh. at that one point. <laughs> I think it just it scarred me as a child. Oh no. <laughs> and so I just don't like it. And then Peter Pan, I just remember watching that Disney movie. At my grandparents' house. Um, and I don't know why it's not a bad like the movie's fine. It's just not my favorite. You should read you should read it. Start afresh. Start afresh. I have because Anna, you are old enough to read fairy tales. <laughs> the Wizard and of like... Oz is great too. It's a little I haven't read it in many, many years, but it's a little bit wonkier than the movie. Like it goes in a lot of like new directions that i did not know about well and there's like m- multiple versions of it isn't there because there's like the wizard of oz but then there's like other like sequels yes. and things yeah but all with dorothy and yeah I, yeah i don't weird. know i've just read that original <laughs> but it's a good one all right what are some of your recommendations i grew up reading a lot of nancy drew oh which is not a fairy tale but uh That's okay those were classics that i still have a bunch on my shelf um and then i the other day i was gonna try and read one and i was like this was not the masterpiece of literature i remember <laughs> yeah maybe i'm some... like eight years old reading nancy drew but um yeah i i loved nancy drew and then um the mandy mysteries um oh, by yes. lois leopard was that her name lois gladys leopard um i loved mysteries as a kid i i, I don't read them so much anymore i don't know if like the adult ones are just too freaky for my overactive imagination <laughs> um but no nancy drew and mandy mysteries were my big oh. ones growing up and then i loved the um modernized uh versions of the elsie dismore books did you ever read those growing up mm. she's like her she lives um down south like right before the civil war starts i don't think i've read those they were they were really there's like eight so the modernized versions have eight books the classic ones are like there's a lot of them but they like updated them in like modern english and made them a little bit shorter for Ooh. i can't remember the author's name now either that's not good but yeah i grew up reading those too so those were like wow. my three childhood series that i loved i love how you can pick up a book or remember a book from your childhood and you don't just remember the story but you remember that little you know pocket of your childhood that you read it in mm-hmm. that you probably would have completely forgotten if you didn't remember that book and have that book and it takes you back to you know certain experiences and ways of life and ways of thinking that you know are nostalgic and they're sweet to remember i remember yeah. i love did you read the Allison o'brien books I love no. these books. I read them multiple times. It's a duology, and it's about this girl with this movie star mother, and she 
eventually finds out who her father is, I think. And I'm pretty sure she goes to Oregon and she lives there with her long lost father. And her life is just so interesting. And it's it's kind of a coming of age story. And she meets all these new friends. There's a guy. It's kind of like a sweet friendship. You know, it's a very innocent duology. It's so funny going back and reading like kid books too, because there was like little like the start of like romance in them like especially middle grade starts to get some Mm -hmm. of that like romance and it's like okay this was the book that got me noticing like romance more or whatever Mm. and like loving it like i'm a hopeless romantic so i was like i'm sure there's like yeah 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 i remember i i really recommend allison o'brien books to younger kids because allison finds herself surrounded by a lot of shallow people and she mm. finds herself surrounded by a lot of people of great depth and character. And she kind of has to decide who to be influenced by. And she is in high school, but it's a very innocent book. It's really mm. good for younger audiences. I remember specifically loving the descriptions of like the clothes and the town and the events, just the way that the story unfolded and all these little details. I just soaked it in. It was so good. Oh, I love those books. And then I do have to mention, I also read last week, The Vanderbeekers of 141st Street by Karina Jan Glazier. I don't know how to say her name. <laughs> I'm always so nervous to pronounce an author's name. I'm like, I'm <laughs> going to say it wrong. I know. Well, it was awesome. It was so good. I actually got this recommendation from another book podcast. So... That was great. And it was so sweet. It's a middle grade about this family and they live in this brownstone in, ooh, oh no, I forgot the town. Harlem. They live in Harlem, I think. (laughs) But it's, they live in this neighborhood that is just so dear to them and they learn that they have to move. And Mm -hmm. um, the kids are so unique. They're so interesting. There's a wide range of, you know, ages, but they're all really close to each other and their parents are so sweet. But the kids know that um, their landlord who lives at the very top of the building never, ever leaves his apartment and hasn't for many, many years. And he's kind of scary. And they decide to make it their mission to convince him that they are great, sweet kids and he should want them to keep living there, you know, and renew their lease. So they start trying to do all these nice things for him. And it's kind of like a Scrooge story, you know, and they try to try to soften his heart. And they're brilliant kids, you know, and it talks about the relationship between siblings. It talks about the relationship with parents and, you know, they have friends in the area and they they know everyone in the neighborhood and they pass a petition around the whole town, you know, (laughs) for signing names, for getting them to say. But it was so sweet. It was so cute. I loved this one. So, yeah, highly recommend. It was so cute very cozy i wish i could read middle grade more because i do i do have a friend who like was like this is an awesome middle grade i'm like i don't know why it's just i have to be in the i don't know for it but i maybe do maybe i it. need to be like in a more happy place <laughs> i don't know sometimes i'm just like i don't maybe. like super epic adventures like like fantasy and stuff a lot like i can do a few here and there like i yeah um i've read a handful this year but like when the world building is just like 
it takes so much mental power to keep up with. I'm just like, no, man. Like, no. right. That's yeah. why the Magifer series is really nice because it's like a very, like it's it's complex magic systems, but like very, you know, urban basic setting. Like it's a right. it's a city. Yeah, and it doesn't take like <laughs> it's not whole deep mental, within the oh. heart of this thousand year forest yeah, or, or this, like, inside the yeah brand new world that you have to figure like it takes place mm-hmm. in the city and that's like where they stay they don't go all over the place like 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 lord of the rings you know where you're like oh, oh we're not and now we're love. over here and now we're over here and i like i love it's it, a lot of work like, though <laughs> it's a lot of mental brain power so i have a couple like epic fantasies on my shelf to eventually read that i'm just like i am not in the headspace for right now well i think that's okay <laughs> You have to, you know, I think being a mood reader is a good thing because then you're probably going to enjoy the books that you're reading more. And if you had forced yourself to read a certain book, you might Mm -hmm. end up, you know, not finishing it and not liking it because you read it at the wrong time. I will say I think that's why a majority of my reviews are four and five star because I am a mood reader. And Mm -hmm. so when I'm reading something, I either have to enjoy it or I'm not going to finish it and it'll be shelved for later. Yeah. Yeah. So... If it's That's a three okay. star, it's usually content reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. There are certain things, you know, that are like, okay, this this automatically like, I love takes a star this from you. Aspect of the book, but then this aspect was just not yeah. my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's a bad book. It just means it wasn't right yeah. for me. So. And everyone has different perspectives. And that's why we talk about it. That's why we have exactly. this podcast. <laughs> exactly. And I just know even you and me are like very different readers. Oh, we are. But we have a lot of overlap. We have a lot a of spot. overlap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will keep you updated on the Wonderland Trials. And next time we yes. you know, record episode two, I'll have to give a little recap of what I thought. I actually cosplayed as Maddie Hatter. Oh. <gasps> Oh, I remember. Makers, yeah. So, <gasps> okay, when I finish the book, I have to see a photo of your cosplay again because I remember I you two. did that. I did it twice because I did a more simple one for because Sarah Ella had a launch party at Row Makers, which is a Christian speculative fiction writing conference that meets every year. And so she had a launch party for her book this summer um, there. And then for they do an awards banquet every year for Rome Awards and I it's a costume thing and so I just I was like well I already have the costume so I might as well dress up again as Maddie so I had a more fancy like her opening game dress and then one that was like this is something Maddie would wear so I'm so excited to read more (laughs) I'm at the part I'm not gonna spoil it but I'm at the part where she closes her eyes and figures something out and then lots of things okay are okay. not there if you know what i mean yep yep i think i quite think the place so. to put the bookmark there's a couple in. different parts where like <laughs> weird things happen i was like wait what is going on but like it makes sense later but like during your first reading you're like yeah i'm so confused i'm excited i'm so excited so yes that is something to talk about next time thank you so much for listening to our podcast i'm anna augustine and you can find me on instagram at Anna underscore Augustine underscore author. And I am Kirsten, and you can find me on Instagram at bookishly underscore aesthetic. And you can find our podcast accounts at old enough for fairy tales. (laughs) 